Hello, everybody. Hello, Shruti. How, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. So this is the first show that we're doing. And this is a signature show where we will be interviewing clinicians and hearing about your stories. Okay. And um, for all the listeners out there, um, today is the first show. And we're actually going to be calling it... Um, it's, it's funnily call, being called Saturdays with Sai. And I take no credit for this name. It's all our marketing team, Raj, who's come up with this name. And we're very, very excited to have our first guest, Dr. Shruti Tiwari, with us today. Um, she's a very good friend of me and my wife. And we're very, very excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this and be in your first ever uh, Smile It's Saturday with Sai. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great, 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 Shruti. So, um, again, it's nice and beautiful. Um, we would love to hear a little bit more about um, you. Um, I'm just going to quick give like, very quickly give an introduction about me, myself, about Direct Shifts, and then would love to hear about you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm the founder of Direct Shifts, and at Direct Shifts, we connect clinicians to employers for short-term or long-term opportunities. Mm -hmm. okay. um, yeah, we've been running the company for four years. Uh, we've grown significantly in the last year, and yeah, we're excited. Um, Shruti, Dr. Tiwari is one of our first sign-ups ever. This was three, four years back, and she's been a strong vocal voice of us. And you know we're excited to have her here. So that's that's about directions. Thank you so much, Sai. You've done such an amazing job. And I remember, you know, when you had told me about this idea, and it was, I, I think, from that small seed, from that baby, it's grown so much, and it's so exciting to be a part of this journey with you. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's. I think. Credit for you to hanging on, I would say, with us and giving us all the feedback and all of this. So, um, to help anytime. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I think would love for you to introduce yourself as well. Like you know, um, what do you do currently, and um, tell uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, as you guys know, my name is. Uh, Dr. Shruti Tiwari, and I am um, an attending uh, psychiatrist. I work as a con consulting um, psychiatrist in Mount Sinai um, Hospital in the Elmhurst Hospital Center. Um, and I have been um, there since 2017. Um, and, you know, I finished my residency in general psychiatry um, in 2016 and then I went on to do a fellowship in consultation liaison psychiatry which is what I practice now and I just love it I love it <laughs> so that's awesome. awesome awesome that's that's great um, so if you don't mind telling us like you know why did you choose healthcare as a profession Oh, that goes way back. <laughs> so when I was deciding my career trajectory, one thing is I was sure that I wanted to be 
in the field of something to do with the brain, uh, psychology, psychiatry. Like I knew that from the beginning, brain, mind, that's what like was super enticing to me. And, um, you know, I was deciding what I wanted to do next after my, um, after my 12th grade in India. And um, I was sure that I wanted to do something for the betterment of uh, people. I wanted to make a difference in someone's life. Um, and I felt like medicine just came to me as as something, as like a natural choice. I, I don't think there was much thought put into, it was not like an aha moment. I knew that I wanted to do this. Um, so from there, the next step was finding a good medical school. And it just so happened that I found um, myself applying to a medical school in Moscow, Russia. And, you know, it was just, again, like something that just came very naturally. And I was like, of course, I want to, like, of course, I want to explore a new country and my career, start my career in a new place where I didn't even know the language. Um, I think it, yeah, I think that's where the idea of healthcare started for me. And I wanted to see where it could take me. Um, it was definitely, you know, very, I used to get super excited when I thought of how does our body work? Like what happens? Why do we get sick? You know, these were some of the thoughts I used to have when I was a kid. And that just grew into uh, me taking this as a career choice. Okay. Okay. So where did you grow up? And you mentioned like, you know, you went to school in a different country, then yeah. you did residency in a different country. Can you walk us through some of uh, your journey there? Yeah. So I'm from Mumbai in India. Uh, it's a lot of people say it's like the New York of India. <laughs> and it's so funny that I live in New York City. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah. one year after the other, yeah. Yes, so I grew up in uh, Mumbai, schooling, uh, yeah. and my uh, plus two, uh, which is considered college in India. Uh, I did that, and then uh, from there, the next step was uh, finding, uh, you know, what you wanted to do next. Uh, apply to a medical school or engineering or whatever it is that you want to do is after the plus two. Um, in India. Um, so from there, um, you know, that's when I decided that it was going to be Moscow. And thankfully, my parents were super supportive. In fact, they were the ones that found this article for me. I still remember it was in Times of India newspaper. It's a newspaper in India, where they were like, had advertised about Moscow Medical Academy, um, the first Moscow Medical Academy, which is where I applied and I got in. Um, and initially it was just like, you know, I was 17. I was just like, let me see what happens. Let's see if I get in, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'll be living alone. It was a lot of excitement of, you know, just exploring a new being out of the country for the first time. Um, yep. That's my medical school. Oh my goodness. It brings back so many memories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from there, once I applied, I got a call back and I was, um, accepted and I feel like it was just a roller coaster ride from there. I just like, I find my, I, I, 
I still remember the date when I took the flight out of India and I landed in Moscow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. Okay. And from you finished your medical school there and then you decided to move to the United States. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things I was very sure of was that I wanted to be in psychiatry. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when um, I went to medical school with just like a, like a seedling of a thought that I was interested in something to do with the mind or the brain that propelled in my medical school where I, after my psychiatry rotation in Moscow, um, you know, it just made me sure that this is what I wanted to do. And of course, you know, being here in this country in the United States, which is known for all the advancements and everything, especially in the field of psychiatry, um, I just knew that this is where I wanted to expand my career, um, see what's out there in this field of uh, mental health um, and what I could learn. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. So, you know, I think you're obviously someone who is not scared of taking up new challenges. You went from one country to the other when you were 17 years old, completely different country, didn't speak the language, picked up the language, you know, did your medical school there, went to a different country to finish your residency. So you're moving, you know, obviously continents, countries. Um, but if you look back in your career, what is you know, the one thing you wish you would have known before you began your career? <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, I wish someone would have told me I would, it would be like such a, a, like a struggle, you know? So this field, the medical field is not for the pain of the heart, I have to say. Um, but I mean, I'm just joking. Uh, I think one of the things um, that that someone would have told me would be um, that, you know, to set my expectations correctly. I think that is one thing that I, I wish someone would have told me that, um, you know, there are a lot of things that uh, we think about when we when we are 17 and naive and uh but i feel like you know every step of the way it uh this this field has prepared me more and uh made me more aware of what the reality is of the situation in the medical field yes you want to help everyone and you want to you know do everything for everyone um and you know considering the reality might be somewhat different. Uh, I think that's important to know. Okay. Okay. Great, 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 great. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, um, is, is this some, like, you know, let's say you're looking at, you know, some, somebody who is 17 right now and is thinking about going to medical school, mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give them? I would say just, you know, if you're considering this and if you are passionate about it, just go for it. It's, it's a long and hard path, but at the end, it's worth it. Um, you will, I wake up 
enjoying going to work i i don't have monday blues okay i yeah so if you are passionate if you know what you want to do you know just go for it and don't look back okay okay and that's you, great you will you will find your way that's great that's great you know obviously we can see how much how you passionate you are about your job and how you go about it not having monday blues so that's that's, that's great that's great um so along this journey and you mentioned you know like it is sometimes there are sometimes when it is can be challenging mm-hmm. what are some good resources that you think have helped you go through your career as you walk through it okay um i i definitely think one of the um uh, resources that was um made available to us was always having an access to some kind of a mentor whether it's in your med school whether it's in your life uh you know having that sort of uh, a mentor figure is super important um and that is a resource that you know sometimes we take lightly but i think is uh, a key uh, because when you are uh, going through this and you have you're going to have a lot of questions you need to have that someone who has been through this has gone through this process who can guide you a little bit who can talk to you a little bit if you're very very anxious about what next in my medical career mm-hmm. can you know calm you down a little bit maybe yeah. um, so i think that's a huge resource to have i think also like now we are in the age of internet where everything is readily available to us so we can just like google things and find out and doing your own research is super important um um along the way whether it is about your career trajectory that you want to take um and what the future holds in that or if it is about which medical uh, school to pick you know where to go from there what the next step should be i really think that this field is so broad that there is a space for everyone okay. um you don't have to be a very you don't necessarily have to be a very conventional thinker if you're not that kind of a person there is space for everyone here okay okay great great and um you know if along with these resources and you mentioned like you know one of them being um a mentors um you know if you could identify maybe you know two or three people who have been most influential in your personal or professional life that you would like to share oh wow uh two or three people one is your wife obviously you know that <laughs> <laughs> she's been uh she's been uh, dr nandini yadav we went to medical school together um she's been a rock uh through and through and we've stuck together all through these years um so definitely her i have to say her name she'll also kill me if i don't <laughs> um i think i have to say my professor uh, a few few of my professors from uh, moscow okay um they were uh especially like uh one of them who was an internal medicine professor dr um, gulyaev 
mm-hmm. uh, from Moscow. And then I have to say the mentors that I found here in uh, through my residency um, that have helped me, um, that have helped me, you know, just uh, figuring out my own path, my fellowship program in Mount Sinai, I think those were all, like all of them were super uh, helpful and okay. have played a huge role in where I am today. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, I think if, you know, if there is something that you would like to offer as an advice to our mm-hmm. current healthcare leaders um, to making, in terms of making a real impact, what would that be? <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> advice to the leaders. I think one of the advice I would definitely um, say to anyone who is in a leader position is that um, listen to your employees. I think there is a huge, um, there's a huge uh, difference that it makes when a leader listens to what the people that are actually in the front lines and doing the things, you know, um, bring to the table makes a huge difference. And any leader that is successful is, is, is hearing what people who, um, uh, you know, who are employed by this leader have to say, yeah. So I okay. think that's an advice I would say. <laughs> that's very, very helpful. That's super helpful. Um, yeah, and you know, I think if, as maybe you can describe through us, obviously, you know, the last year with the pandemic has, hasn't been an easy year. Not um, you know, I think it's also established the importance of mental health um, for from for healthcare workers, but also across the world for every single person. Uh, maybe you could shed some light as to, like, you know, what is your experience being going through this pandemic, um, and you know, if you could give some advice or anything like that to young people or audience, you know, professionally or anything like that, that would be great. Yeah. Um, I mean, this has been a year that has taught us, taught uh, all of us so much about, you know, our own self. It has, I think that has been the key this year, that it has taught us things that we didn't know about ourselves. And it has brought uh, mental health to the forefront. Um, Everyone's talking about it and it, it is an important thing to talk about. Um, you know, it is about time we talk about this, our mental health. Um, it's no, not separate from your physical health. So we all know that it's interrelated, your physical health and mental health. Um, one of the things I would talk about that I would advise is, um, you know, it's okay to seek help. Um, so go ahead, seek help, talk to someone. Um, if you're going through something, um, if you want professional help, it's okay. Uh, one of the biggest things that we need to do is normalize um, mental health and not stigmatize it even further. Mm-hmm. Um, 
than it already is in our society. So I would say it's very, very okay to go seek help. It is okay to talk to a professional about your mental health needs. Talk to your primary care physician. If that's the only person you're talking to, uh, talk to them and maybe they can help you uh, in some way. Um, so yeah, I think that's super important. Okay. And how have you approached, you know, this challenge during this pandemic? Like how have, you know, you approached your work or your mm -hmm. personal life? Um, and maybe like our audience could learn a little bit from that. Yeah, it's taken a lot of work. I mean, this year has been um, eye-opening for me. Um, you know, everyone, all of us went through anxiety um, during the initial phases of this pandemic when we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know what to expect. Uh, we didn't even know if we could, you know, go out, if it was safe to go out and take a walk, like simple things like that. Um, I One of the things that I have learned um, is just to be a little more empathic towards our, ourselves, mm -hmm. towards everyone else, because you don't know what the other person is going through. So it's important to be empathic. It's important to listen to what people is you know people are saying whether it's your staff members whether it's your patients whether it's your friends you know it's important to listen um i myself have uh, gotten into meditation yoga whatever i needed to do to stay calm during this period uh going for therapy i think that is needed i did that mm -hmm. um i am doing that you know, so these are important things that we should be focusing on and we need to, um, you know, keep this in the forefront. Awesome. So you're not just talking the talk, but you're also walking the walk. It, it's definitely, it's, yeah, that's, that's great. And, you know, thanks for sharing that. It's, um, that's, you know, something all of us need to learn. Um, yeah. And in terms of, you know, a career choice, you know, a lot of people are trying to navigate various scenarios of their personal life or professional life. Mm -hmm. um, any advice that you would like to give in terms of finding an opportunity or, you know, how do you look or, you know, anything else that you might, they, you might want them to take into consideration while finding a good opportunity? Um, so it depends. It depends on where you are in your career path. Um, I think um, the first step would be in medical school because that is when you decide where do you want to go next. And uh, my process was what excites me. You know, that's where I uh, lean towards. Uh, I think that is just, it's a personal journey for everyone. So each of everyone's going to have a different process to get to that uh, position. Uh, one advice I would give you is just, you know, in if you're in med school, being open to every subject until you narrow down what you like, what you don't like, that kind of a thing. Um, and then, you know, that changes when you are in residency, that changes once residency is done and you are thinking about the next step. 
but mostly the way I lead is um, I just go by what excites me the most. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, and I think I might know this answer, <laughs> but what would you do with your career if it wasn't for being a physician? you know the answer <laughs> um so i'm also a, a dancer and i think if um not in uh healthcare i think that would have been my career choice okay, okay. Um, yeah. yeah for all of you know for anybody who doesn't know um she's an amazing dancer <laughs> and you know she would probably do as well or even better if okay. not being a physician, yeah, um, and yeah. So you know, has it helped you being having something else outside of being you know in healthcare, having something else to do? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's such a huge um, dance has played such a huge role in my life throughout throughout my throughout my life, uh, and. I, you know, during this time, I think I realized the importance of it even more. Um, it's, it's just that something that you need to do uh, when you are not, uh, when you want to de-stress, when, when you want to like kick back and just relax, what relaxes you? I think um, finding that whether it's, cooking or dancing or whatever it is watching games or playing games uh you know i i think that is um super important okay okay great i think while we're discussing like you know other things outside of your professional life and we're dreaming a bit um you know if you could do anything to improve health care in say rural america what would you do? Mm. Uh, that's a great question again. Um, I think I would make it more um, accessible to people. Okay. Um, today, one of the, if you go outside New York City, the number of psychiatrists, the number of mental health professionals mm -hmm. is, you know, it goes down where um people are just not able to find enough uh professionals or or uh, mental health professionals to um get the help that they need um so i think one the need of the hour is to make healthcare more accessible wherever you are mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's that's important okay that's okay. what your that's where direct shifts comes in right Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, that's one of our missions is to make sure that each patient has access to healthcare professionals. Right. And you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do either in person or through telemedicine. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great, great. And, you know, I think, you know, um, if I had a similar question here, which is, you know, if somebody gave you $100 million to spend... Oh Growing healthcare, <laughs> you know, uh, what would you do? If someone gave me hundred million dollars to spend in healthcare, hmm. wow! 
I would have to think about this. This is such a huge, uh, and no red tape. Yeah. How, how would you spend it? I think just, you know, uh, I think I would want to spend it, um, at the base level, um, creating, because that's where change can occur at the base level. Um, and, you know, creating something from that level, uh, working upwards to see how we can make this uh, available for anyone and everyone that needs it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. I don't, I don't know if that answers the question. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> it absolutely does. No, it's a great answer. I think, you know. Um, it's being more accessible, like you were mentioning. So that's that's very important. Yeah. Great, great. Um, so I think, again, once again, thank you so much for coming on to this show. I know we know it was the last second request, <laughs> but thank you so much for being flexible and you know sharing your journey, your career um, as you come through this, and hopefully it inspires a lot of people. Um, I think, you know, one thing which you know, I would like to definitely end with and maybe ask you a question around thing is um, being a physician definitely is challenging. Being a uh, woman in, you know, in the physician world, um, you know, would you have any advice for all the um, young women out there who are looking up to like, you know, people like you? Yeah, I... Um... You know, I have to say that um, being a woman in this field, um, you have to create your own voice. You have to create your own space. Um, and, you know, you have to, um, whether it's your workspace or whether it's your personal life, um, you should know how you want to run it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, stick to what you think is right. Um, and I, I really think this, uh, that it is changing. Like for women, um, we have so many amazing women leaders now um, in the field and, and out of the field. Uh, but I think having a voice and not being afraid to uh use it is important okay. that's great advice i think you know um that's fantastic great hopefully you know we inspire many more women to take take this up and get out there i hope so uh, because i mean we create our own space i i don't think it should be led by you know someone else telling us what to do um yeah. i think that's what we need to remember yeah um, excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much again, Dr. Shruti Tiwari. We really, really appreciate you coming on to the show. Um, thank you so again, much for having me. I'm smiling. Yes. Because I'm with Sai. <laughs> yes. So, well, folks, again, once again, this is Please Smile. It's Saturday with Sai, and it's the first thing we're doing with Dr. Shruti Tiwari. You can find us on Google, the, these podcasts. You can find us on Apple. 
And, you know, you can Google us, you can Google direct shifts, you know, this video will, will be available on Facebook and all social media. Uh, once again, thank you all for listening in and we appreciate it. And you can catch me again next week. So thank you all. Have a good day. Bye. Thank talk. You.